Hello, my name is Janice Wallaby, School Safety and Security Specialist for Harris County Department of Education's Center for Safe and Secure Schools. Welcome to our episode of Take Care Tuesday. On this episode, we'll focus on student stress and the impact it has on safety in schools. A recent article outlining student stress statistics based on data from a 2019-2020 research.com report states that 75% of U.S. high school students express boredom, anger, sadness, fear, or stress while in school. The report also lists that 75% of American high schoolers and middle schoolers describe themselves as often or always feeling stressed by schoolwork. Our guest today is Mrs. Laura Reyes from Impact Early College High School, part of the Goose Creek Consolidated Independent School District in Baytown, Texas. We connected on the importance of student safety in schools and the impact that that student stress has on their safety. Laura has served over 20 years as an administrator in the Goose Creek Consolidated ISD in the roles of assistant principal and academic dean at Robert E. Lee High School and for the past eight years as principal of Impact Early College High School. Laura's educational experience has been focused on enrolling historically underserved students, targeting at-risk and economically disadvantaged, providing academic and social support services to help students succeed, providing students with highly personalized attention, increasing college readiness, and helping reduce barriers to college access. This type of student support has the potential to create a generational change in the Baytown community. What an amazing mission for Laura to be a part of. Today, Laura will share with us her why in reaching kids. She will highlight the stress they feel and finally provide some strategy for parents, students, and educators in stressful condition. Let's take a listen. Good afternoon, Ms. Reyes. Good afternoon. Um, I just want to give the listeners an idea of who you are. And I want it from the perspective of your why. Like, why are you in the job you are today? Can you just kind of give us some background on yourself? Um, yes, I um, am born and raised in Baytown, Texas. My parents were both born here. Um, and, you know, it's just a, a smaller community. Um, we've always been fairly active in, in different things in uh, schools and church and um, extracurricular activities. So our, our net of, uh, of friends and relationships uh, is pretty wide here in Baytown. Um, you know, when I, I thought about what career I wanted to pursue, um, I really wanted to do something that was going to help people. And at that time, I didn't know exactly what that was going to be. Um, so I pursued uh, psychology as, as my major. Um, and I, uh, in the hopes of maybe going into counseling um, of some sort, uh, my mom is a teacher uh, all her life. And so she suggested at the time that I get my teacher certification as a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, I got a minor in Spanish and I was certified, uh, got my certification um, in Spanish and in um, psychology to teach in Texas. Um, lo and behold, uh, the program I was working for at Lee College um, actually focused on at-risk populations. Um, and so that really opened my eyes to 
the needs of people that are in our community every day, those normal things that we take for granted. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to be raised in a household that was very um, middle class. We didn't have too much, but we always had enough and um, we didn't struggle. None of my parents paid for us to go to college. Um, so it was, you know, there were always, we always had what we needed, uh, not always what we wanted, but always right. what we needed. Um, and so, you know, to see um, adults who were struggling with just trying to find childcare, uh, to find clothing so that they could go on interviews, um, struggling to get to school and pay for books because they didn't have the, the financial means to do so, um, really opened my eyes and my heart to at-risk populations. Um, so that's kind of where, where my... Uh, my interest and my why really started. Um, that was at Lee College, working as a special populations liaison, and it was a grant that was um, in place at uh, at Lee College to specifically help um, single moms. Uh, we helped with finding child childcare for them, helping them with um, interview skills, helping them fill out job applications, uh, getting all the resources they need for college, for books, for uh, if they needed extra help from their instructors and, and weren't sure how to communicate that, we helped with that. So um, it was really just a really solid support um, and kind of some of wraparound source resources for, for uh, single, single moms at the time that was the focus. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And then um, through Lee College, I did um, continue with um, working with the Upper Bound Program. Um, and at that time, the, it was another grant that was written. And it was actually focused on um, students who were at the time being pretty much kicked out of high school because um, at that time you could do that. <laughs> and uh -huh. because they were older, uh, didn't have enough credits. And the focus of the Upper Bound Program that we had was um, GED attainment. So um, an Upper Bound Program, it was like across the, the state of Texas? It's an actually, uh, it's trio pro, one of the trio programs. Um, it's a, a government, I mean, a federal grant. Federal government was, program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But every, uh, some of them have different focuses and ours was focused on a GED. So, you know, at that time then I met students who were um, struggling just to, to get through high school uh, for various reasons. And a lot of it was just, um, you know, their, their families needed them to work. Mm -hmm. And so they were working at the time instead of going to school and um, hadn't gotten, gotten their credit. So again, that that's another, you know, another big at-risk population there um, that really helped kind of shape, I guess, what, what I wanted to do and, and why I wanted to do it. Okay. You know, it's interesting in your, first of all, you, you, you line up real well with the education experiences, particularly with the history in your family, your mother, put, put, you know, putting that bug in your ear and, and pushing you that way. And then the joy of staying in um, your community and being able to focus on the community, that must bring a lot of satisfaction to you. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, my mom was a first generation college graduate. Um, my dad graduated from high school, but he did not. Uh, and he took a couple of college classes, but, but didn't graduate from college. From the grandchildren, I was the first one to graduate um, with my bachelor's and my master's. 
So, I mean, just that in itself, um, you know, is a huge. And then um, our, both of them are the, my mom and dad are both the babies of nine <laughs> siblings. Uh-huh. Okay. So I have a lot of cousins and, um, <laughs> and an extended family, um, but we're all still kind of close. And so for them to see what I accomplished and to, um, to really give me so much support and praise yeah. and um, tell me how proud they were that I'd done that was, that's, you know, it was even more um, heartwarming, um, you know, and then to be able to, to be in my community is even better. You know, I, when I graduated from high school and went to AM, I thought, I am never going back to Baytown, Texas. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and you're there making a big, strong impact and leaving a huge footprint. So that's, that's good. You used the, and the word struggle came up in it. And I wrote down, you know, struggle with basics and the, and the kids have, you know, a term where the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. And so, and sometimes, you know, making sure we, we let kids know that we all had our struggle and got out of it, uh, just allows them to see that there is some light, right. Right. At, at that ton of, um, I just want to let the listeners know how we came in contact. Uh, I was out in your district doing uh, safety assessments of the different campuses and facilities around Goose Creek ISD, and you were on my list. And one of the things, well, a couple of things, we, you know, we do safety and, you know, the physical safety, where we try to make sure from a physical standpoint, you know, that doors are locked, doors are not propped, people can't gain access or, uh, easily, and that policies and procedures that we put in place for emergency response are, are intact and practiced and executed and, and improved upon. But as we walk around, I know when I walk around doing these assessments, you can feel the vibe of the school because climate and emotions are part of that safety as well. So the emotional safety to me is just as important as the physical safety. And as we are, and I'm not saying coming out because I don't know what this is, what we're doing with pandemic, but as we are surrounded- Continuing through it. <laughs> <laughs> continuing through our pandemic experience. Um, I know that it has impacted me in some ways that I didn't really, didn't, first of all, didn't realize but I know it's impacting our educators and our students. So I wanted to um, explore more with you about how that impacts our kids. And the area that I want to explore it in is uh, student stress. You have a high achieving campus. So if you can define, first of all, for us, what student stress is, looks like, or how you've experienced, how you've seen it in your uh, experience. So. Um my the the bulk of my experience was at late high school um one of the comprehensive campuses here in goose creek and um it's a very low socioeconomic uh population and very diverse ethnically um which you know coming to impact um it's a very similar demographic because that's Uh that's the whole point of an early college high school is to to take those students who are at risk who non-traditionally uh, going into college, all of those different things and, and really help give them that, you know, that little step and push up to be able to get there. Um, so coming here, as far as like the faces that I, I see, they are not much different than I've always experienced. What, what is very different is that the students who come here have had to, had to have some kind of motivation to apply. So for the most part, there is that um, 
intrinsic motivation in many of our students who, who come here and who really understand the purpose, which is to get as much as many college hours as possible and potentially get the associate's degree. So with that being said, most of those students are, are high achieving students on their own and they push themselves and they really do um, expect way more of themselves than anyone else expects of them. So that's one of the things that I noticed when I got here was the, the level of um, self, <laughs> I guess, uh, stress that students put you know, on themselves, by themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, as much as we try to support them and just say, you know, look, hey, you're, you're 16 years old, you're not expected to have all A's in the college class uh, mm-hmm. or college classes. They, that's not good enough. They want to do better and they want to do it um, for their families. They want to make their parents proud. They want to um, be a good example for their little younger siblings. Um, they want to get out of the situation they're in and provide more for their family and for their and come back and help their parents and their families here. So that was one thing I really had to wrap my head around um, was just kind of so many of our students here um, hold themselves to such high standards that sometimes they push themselves too much. And so like, how do we balance that? How do we you know, say, you know, hey, it's great to have these goals. It's great to have high standards for yourself, but you also have to be able to be a teenager, but you also have to be able to um, have the tools that you need to deal with all of the stress that you're facing. Um, You know, as a 16 year old sitting in a college class surrounded by 18 year olds and older, I mean, that's a different level of stress or I guess anxiety as well. You know, am I going to be smart enough? Um, Are they going to think, you know, just because I'm younger that I can't handle this? Um, So, you know, we really do try to um, work with our students when we get them here to give them just basic, I don't want to say survival skills, but kind (laughs) of those basic, you know, um, those soft skills that they may not have from their experience, um, because they're going to need that when they go to the college, they're going to need to have the um, communication skills to be able to have to send an email um, and write incomplete sentences and not like you're there texting um, or sending emojis to instructors. I mean, that kind of stuff. So, right, you know, right. it's all of those little things that, that they don't know, we have to teach them so that they can be successful when they go to the college. So um, as far as the student stress, I mean, I've seen it uh, manifested in um, physical um, response, you know, as far as like just having an anxiety attack and students, you know, having to come down to the nurse's office and, and our nurse um, is, you know, the first thing she asks him is, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times they'll start telling her, you know, well, I have a test here and I have this here and my, you know, something's going on at home and, um, and I'm trying to work a part-time job. So I'm not getting a lot of sleep. And so a lot of that in, you know, in talking through, is just kind of finding out what's going on with them. And then from there, um, doing little referrals to either the counselor, to our student wellness interventionist, to our communities and schools representative, and just trying to give them tools to try to help them wade through all of that because it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot for adults. <laughs> so yeah. as a 16 year old or 15 year old, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine trying to deal with, with all of that, 
you know, it's a lot. Yeah. Like when I like how you were saying that, you know, they are already motivated because they're applying to this and from an academic standpoint, they are, uh, they're capable of achieving once they get here, but those soft skills are, are so, so, so important, just not only as they move on, as matriculate through the school and into the junior college, they are at the junior college. They That's are right. they're over there with people that are older than them. So from a safety, from a physical safety point, right, you are with adults and you're 16. So that has impacted as well. Oh, I mean, just try to wrap your head around that, you know, as, as a, an 18 year old, just me going into a college class. I mean, it's, it's completely, it's super overwhelming and, and you have all of those insecurities and you have that fear and, you know, you're not sure of yourself already. And then you're going into a, you know, an auditorium full of people and not knowing anyone and how things are going to work out. So, you know, and at that point, as at 18, you have a few more social skills than, than you do at 14 and 15. So, you right. know, just those little things um, are things that we really do try to focus on through AVID. Um, all, of our, all of our ninth graders have to take AVID. Um, all of our teachers here are very cognizant of um, just those basic skills that students need to be successful as far as just personal skills uh, and interpersonal skills. Um, and so, you know, they really do try to stress those things, you know, or just basic organization, um, prioritizing, um, trying to, you know, help them stay on track with things with the organizer, all different kinds of things that are just, you know, even as adults that we struggle with, right. <laughs> when I look at my calendar, sometimes I'm like, wow, how did this happen? <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's stuff they, they're going to have to learn now. Um, and that will help them in the future here at school and also, I mean, in, in their lives past school, so. Yeah, and, and what, what I wanna concentrate on, like one of the uh, kind of the, the last areas I wanna concentrate on is resources that, could, that are available for you. I know your school is specialized and that the kids are going through early college, they're exposed to that right now, but all kids need the skills that you're talking about uh, as far as life skills, once you get out of, get out of school and you want to achieve, what are some resources or some things that you are some strategies that you would give to parents, uh, to navigate that and students start with parents, parents. <laughs> um, I, I think it's just in general, you know, I think there are just so many things that we do on a regular basis that we don't think about, um, that we've learned over the years and through experience, um, and that we don't realize that our students, that our children um, need to learn. And so those are the things that as adults, um, we can start teaching them at home. Uh, again, you know, how to focus on something, you know, it's, it's hard. I, I'm literally multitasking all day long, but that's not the best way to do things. And so, you know, as a student at home, one of the first things, you know, we tell parents, we ask parents, um, do you have a quiet location where your student can study and not be distracted? And that's, you know, I mean, it seems like a simple thing, but in a household with maybe four or five kids that are younger and running around and dad's working nights and mom's um, cooking dinner and, you know, you maybe have two bedrooms, then everybody's sharing, or maybe you're in a big open area, you know, we don't know their home situation. So is there somewhere that this student can go 
to just have a quiet space so they can focus. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, chores, you know, yes, chores are an important part of growing up and learning responsibilities. Um, but can you work with your students so that they get have time to work on their classwork before they do their chores or after their chores and help them kind of set those time frames so that they learn, you know, I have an hour to do my chores. And then after that, I have two hours to do my homework. And then I have to get ready to go to bed. And in between there, you know, where does the phone come in and social media and working, you know, playing video games. I mean, kids need to also have that time to decompress. Um, just basic social skills, you know, uh, when you go into a, a classroom to have your phone out while the teacher is, is talking is not what we want our students to be doing. It's not appropriate. I mean, are the kids doing that at home when mom and dad are talking to them? They have their phone out and looking at it. I mean, those are little things that, you know, as parents, we don't may not think about at the time, but having that phone in front of them all the time may not be the best, you know, thing to allow. Um, and just things like that, you know, being more aware of your surroundings, you know, when, when you're that's going. Ex that's exactly what I was, I was, I was writing that, writing notes as you were saying <laughs> that, um, because it, I think sometimes we just take things for granted just as people that, ev well, everybody knows this. No, I think sometimes we're also busy. We're just not, we, we don't, you know, purposely like you outline, we just need to be aware. There needs to be a time and place to, place to focus aware that there's a prioritization of, of when chores and studies happen uh, and aware that they are kids. So phones and video games and social media are part of their life. You just can't just take it totally out, but you can put it in its right spot and being aware that they need those social skills. And for us as parents to tune into that on how we, how we see them acting at home, how is that playing out at school? Right. And, that, and that's the other thing we tell parents, you know, you know, your child better than we do right. So at home. If, if they are feeling overwhelmed or showing signs of depression or um, isolation or anything, that's not usual, talk to them, talk to us, you know, I mean, we need to know so that we can help them before they get into a, um, like a, a rut that they keep getting further and further into um, where their grades start falling and they're, you know, then they, where they really are emotionally overwhelmed. I think that's the biggest piece um, that I would definitely reinforce to parents um, is to be more aware of your child's emotional um, state. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't seem like, like it may be a big thing to think about. I think there's still a stigma attached to that you know, that, you know, if you can't handle it, there's something wrong with you, right? Um, if you can't handle, you know, the way people talk to you or stress or too many things on your plate, then you're the one that there's a problem with. And, and students need to know that that's not, that's not true. <laughs> um, you know, we all have struggles, we all have things that we go through that are overwhelming and times that we, um, you know, are, are not able to get things done because of too many things on our plate and too many issues that we're dealing with. And that's just life. So how do we look at that um, objectively and work through it and work past it? And, you know, that's, to me, one of the things that we can definitely work to teach our students here at, at Impact. Taking on this topic of stress, when I was looking at how to break it down and what's the most meaningful things that we want to get out of it, uh, here's what I walked away with. And I nearly called you Dr. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I'm projecting that into your life. <laughs> but 
what I see, because I, I want to make sure, I think we got a lot of the entry meat into it. I see another session because this is a big topic uh, as far as just in general, the stress, but then there are areas that I want to explore more with you as, as, as this whole pandemic, what the impact of that might be. And that's another discussion because I'm sitting here thinking I was going to ask that question. I said, no, that's not fair. That's another discussion. <laughs> that is a completely different discussion because I think with that day we talked just a little bit and it, it went on for a little while. Just yes. talking about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I would like to unpack that and kind of break that up. And so we can come back and do that. So, um, but I, I appreciate it. the thing that I really, that rung out for me today was awareness and those things that parents can be aware of and they can talk to their kids about and the kids can get an awareness of themselves. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, one thing that we do on this podcast, because it's called Take Care Tuesday, and we ask our guests to let us know, what do you do to take care of yourself? Is that a question for me now? That's a question for you. <laughs> to answer? Yes. Um, honestly, um, I, I did. I have personally dealt with anxiety, anxiety, um, physical, where it affected me physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, over the last 10 years, um, I have learned that I need, um, I need to take care of myself first. And um, yeah, I know it's, it's an old, uh, um, visual but you know the, yeah, the airplane the airplane yeah, yeah so um but it, but it's so true and you know uh, me personally um it helps me to work out like if when I, I get up in the morning and work out I feel like some of that negative energy that's in me is is released um you know and and it's not even about like trying to be in a si- certain size or anything like that it's about just like getting being physically active helps me to kind of work through things. I think it it just gives me like a downtime. Maybe, um, I read, um, you know, whenever I, I get a minute and I think that's another way just to kind of escape from, you know, your current, what you're dealing with and you get into this, I don't say fantasy world, but it's, you know, it's, it's not your life. (laughs) You're able to, to not worry about what you're doing. Um, and really, uh, prayer, prayer really and meditation has been a really a life-changing thing for me. Um, and just, you know, learning how to, um, talk myself through things and really make sense of things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. You sharing that personal information with us on how you take care of yourself. And like I said, this is another conversation to be had and I, I'm inviting you back. I would love to come back. Uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll let you know when that is, I, I may have it around the summer so we can, you know, just kind of have. Uh, a little bit more discussion to prepare students and parents as they come back in uh, to to school uh, and see how that goes. But I just want to thank you so much, Ms. Laura Reyes, for being our guest. <laughs> thank you for asking me. I, I really, um, I, I hope you can sense the um, importance that I, I feel about this topic and um, and anything that I can do to help kind of get information out there and give people a different perspective I want to try to do. So thank you for inviting me to to take part in this. Okay. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. All right. Have a good uh, afternoon. Okay. Thanks. 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 
Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Take Care Tuesday. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at CSSS underscore HCDE. You can also reach us on our website at www.hcde-texas.org by clicking on Support Services and then click on Center for Safe and Secure Schools. Again, thank you for joining us. Stay safe, stay secure, and take care. Bye.